Good afternoon, Sippers. Um, It's me, Amber Vitti Hill, the host of the Literary Sipper Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about what I have been reading um, and actually just finished reading this week, which is Mary Oliver's uh, book of selected essays entitled Upstream. And specifically the concept of the three selves, which she presents in the essay um, entitled Of Power and Time. I found this absolutely fascinating, and after finishing the book, could not stop talking about this particular essay and the particular themes, um, specifically as it pertains to being an artist and being a creative individual. So I don't say this lightly. Um, I love Mary Oliver. I love her poetry. I love the way she teaches poetry. Her poetry handbook is one of the greatest of all times in terms of teaching people who think they don't have a grasp of what uh, poetry is or how to write it or how to read it. Um, It's a classic, and I can't recommend that enough to all of the teachers out there as an introductory text to maybe some seniors or possibly some advanced juniors. And certainly if you're teaching at the college level, I think it is a must for freshman comp. Um, But it's entirety, in its entirety, this collection of essays upstream is the one that was published right before she passed away. And it's a lovely collection centered on nature, as per usual for Oliver. Uh, But she also touches on some of her favorite authors. She has an entire essay on Emerson, Poe, Whitman, and Wordsworth. But the one that I want to specifically talk about today is entitled Of Power and Time. And In this one, which I think is a must-read for all of the people trying to balance um, motherhood and their creativity specifically, or parenthood in general and their creativity, Um, she discusses this idea of the three selves. And the three selves that she talks about are the child self, what she calls the social or attentive self, Um, and then the artist self, and how we are all inhabiting all three of those selves all the time. And it is the mantra here um, on the podcast to talk constantly about both and, that you can be both guilty and productive, that you can be both a mother and a writer, that you can be both highly self-centered and also selfless. You can have both and in your bodies at all time. And you should welcome all of the selves at all times. But in the work of creating and the work of daily tasks and the work of remembering, we are also interrupting each other all of the time. Um, these selves. These selves knock on the doors of our subconscious as we're trying to entwine ourselves in this sort of mystic band of art. And they say, it's time for me. It's time for me to be in the forefront. It's time for this voice to be um, the loudest one in the room. And sometimes we have to learn how to ignore those calls, the call of the child, the call of the social or attentive self, in order to embrace the sacred gift of art in that moment that it presents itself or in that moment you've scheduled it or in the five minutes you have to do it. So today I kind of wanted to look at the three selves um, and how they can manipulate 
our time and the way we use our time to make art and also how they can fuel our time to make art as well. And if we if they we find ourselves being interrupted by them, how maybe we can use their gifts to create something really special. The first self she discusses is the child self, and this is how Mary Oliver describes her child self. She says, quote, powerful, egotistical, insinuating, its presence rises in memory or from the steamy river of dreams. And it is in this child that I see how our memory can shape our art and how our past can drive all of our feelings and sometimes monopolize our present. We can ruminate over the way we were treated in the past. We can ruminate over family of origin. We can ruminate over old hurts or old desires or how we thought our life was going to be versus how it is. And we can be defensive of that child, and we can also be closed off to who we are in the present moment because we're trying to keep that child safe or we're actually trying to berate that child and have a great deal of regrets of who we used to be in the past. And when we sit down to our work, sometimes it's very hard to focus on it because we have a lot of work to do on healing those old wounds. But it is that child self, hopefully part of it, is in the creative play that you do. And if you're a dancer or you are a painter or you are a writer, that you probably at some point love to do those things as a child too. And part of using your time is not to grit your teeth and say, how dare that child keep speaking to me when I'm trying to work, but instead think about being receptive to that child and say, inviting her in and saying, what can you offer me? Is there a spirit of play that you can offer me? Is there an aimlessness, a wandering in the field of imagination that the child can offer you as an artist in that moment? You have to be ruthless with your time. And sometimes writing especially can be a very solitary task and you don't want uninvited guests. But your child self shouldn't be an uninvited guest. But it's like all children, it should also know when they have to learn to play by themselves for a while and allow you to get your work done. So if you find that your child self is demanding, is powerful in its demands, then yes, take some time to investigate those things, but see if you can come to peace with them as well and love your rebellious self and love maybe the dominant angry little child toddler that says, feed me, feed me now, now, now. I want things now. And see if you can use that energy to want things for your artistic life now in the present as well. The second self that Oliver speaks about, she calls the social attentive self. Um, but I think of it more as the mother partner self. Um, she describes it this way, quote, this is the smiler and the doorkeeper. This is the portion that winds the clock, 
that steers through the dailiness of life, that keeps in mind appointments that must be made and then met. And I think every parent can relate to this. Your to-do lists are not lists of revisions that need to be done or contests that need to be submitted to. They are often to-do lists filled with other people's tasks, filled with summer cramp registration or appointment, doctor's appointments, or carpool pickup, or course registrations, all of the things that happen in the course of one's life when they have a home, when they have other people in their lives that they're responsible for. This can also be aging parents, um, which would be both mother, partner, and child at the same time, and that's a trifecta sometimes. (laughs) That's really hard to navigate, but we're all going through it, especially if you're a Gen Xer. You have children and aging parents and your own life and your own art all vying for your attention. And where will you put that attention? Where will you give the power and the time to? And that is at the center of this particular essay that Mary Oliver writes. But the mother and partner and social attentive self isn't essential. You know, you have to have a roof over your head. You have to pay your bills. You have to go to the doctor. You have to take other people to the doctor. These are things that have to happen. But do they have to happen eight hours of your working day? Do they have to happen at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday? You have to be ruthless with your time. And you have to decide to put your own art on the calendar, to put creative life on your calendar and to be ruthless with it. Protect it the same way that you protect those doctor's appointments or orthodontist appointments, the same way that you protect the time that you do want to spend with those people in your home, that you want to spend at a soccer game. Is there any way to do double duty? Often at my child's soccer game, I am sitting there with a notebook on my lap or listening to a podcast or doing something else while watching, because as much as I want to be engaged in that soccer game and root for him in it and let him know that I am cheering him on, there are so many in a season that if you take one soccer game and you use it as your designated writing time that Sunday, it'll be okay. Trust me. But you can be mother, partner, artist at the same time. You can use that time to fill your bucket in whatever way it needs to be filled. And maybe you don't want to use that time to create art, but maybe it's a good time to edit because you can be separate from your art. Or maybe it's a good time to listen to a book or listen to a podcast or to fill yourself up with the things that you really love that make you feel like you. And the final obviously self that Mary Oliver talks about is the artist self. And this is the one that she says is the easiest for her to access um, and the one that she is always trying to work for and regulate time for and not work against. Um, She says, in art as in spiritual life, there is no neutral place Especially at the beginning, there is a need of discipline as well as solitude and concentration. A writing schedule is a good suggestion to make to young writers, for example. Also, it is enough to tell them. But that is also because a young writer presumably has a little more time in their schedule. 
but it is that artist that you must pay attention to. If you ignore that artist self, if you ignore that third self, you will grow resentful. You will grow resentful of the life that you're building. You will grow resentful of the people in it. And you will start to doubt. You will start to doubt all that you're capable of. And while it's okay to have doubt, doubt's a major part of being an artist, it is not okay to think that it would be better, your life would be better without art in it and without your creative self being unleashed. And when I say art, I don't mean capital A art all the time. I don't mean the thing that um, if it's not being received by critical praise or published by the right publishing house that it's somehow beneath creating 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 it i i mean are you allowing your mind to be free in the medium that makes you the most happy are you allowing time for dance are you allowing time for music are you allowing time for singing for writing for drawing for crafting for whatever it is that makes your soul free because the more limitations you put on that soul self, the more limitations you put on that artist self, the more you occupy yourself with past hurts or to-do lists, the less you're actually engaging with life. And there's nothing more important than engaging with life. And we must forgive ourselves when we can't thin the veil between the work of art and the reality of life in the 21st century. We are constantly tied to these phones in a way that no other generation was. We are constantly monopolizing our attention in a myriad of ways. So forgive yourself for that and begin again because that's the meditation to begin again, to begin your artistic life again and again and again sometimes. You have to practice recognizing when one of these other selves is blocking you from another, when its demands are louder than the others. And you have to come up with ways to listen and to dismiss them. And then you need to reach through that mundane and touch the sublime even for five minutes a day. And I encourage you to try really hard to spend more than five minutes a day there if you can. But if five minutes is what you've got, then do it because it's better than nothing. And if you make five minutes one day, try to make 15 the next and keep adding to it until you feel confident enough that you can take an entire day for yourself and do nothing but your art. Do nothing but be in that creative space for yourself. Time spent with your joyful artistic self, taking up space, singing out, painting, drawing, it's going to resonate with other people. It's going to energize them and it's going to energize you. And the generosity that you show each other, you will then begin to show yourself. So these three selves can live peacefully together and they can also allow you to be a more full artist because their influence is great and it is unique to you. And how you choose to process that is going to be indicative of the kind of artist you want to be. 
And some days you don't want to create. Some days you do have a lot to do. You have all those two days, to-dos to do, and you have to do them. Um, but I, I really urge you to, even at the end of the night, write one line in that journal or read one poem or look at one painting and just put yourself in that sphere and give it the power and the time that it deserves. Keep writing, Sippers. I'll talk to you soon.